Hey learners, Joe here. No notes before today's episode, I just like being able to say hi before we begin. For now though, let's get started. Existence is one big learning journey, and we want you along for the ride. You are listening to the Learner's Permit Podcast, an amateur's guide to YouTube, bringing you behind the screen to show you all the creativity and calamity that comes with it. These are your hosts. I'm Molly. And I am Joe. On our docket today, if what we make is what makes us, what are we willing to make to become who we want to be? Also, a taste of what's to come. But first, how are you today, Molly? I am scatterbrained. There's so much going on this week. Also... You may notice that I am sounding a little bit different, a lot louder by my estimation of what I'm looking at in Audacity right now. I mean, you'll be sound balanced. It's just that it's going to be the fidelity is just not going to be there compared to previous or future times. Yes. John is currently in the act of re-downloading a whole bunch of stuff onto my computer because we upgraded my C drive from 120 gigs to one terabyte. Very good. So that should be helpful for future editing, future streams, etc. It's just a pain in the short term. Yes. No, I can see that. Similarly, I'm going through a whole bunch of renovations right now. So my week yeah, you're, has been... Yeah, you're going through a lot worse than I am right now. <laughs> my past week and a half, and I mean, most of it will be done in a week, but then I'll still not have a kitchen for a month while we wait for the new appliances to come in and then be installed. Yeah, it sounds like hell, honestly, for you, and I'm so it sorry. Is. I do want to get you over here at some point soon. Mm. It's just a matter of when, especially all the, the stuff that's going on with John's work right now. Yes. Yes, no, I'm aware. So, you ready to begin? I'm ready. Alright, in our last episode, we spoke a little bit about who we are and touched on what we've done. Today, though, it's the opposite. It's about what we haven't done. For instance, Molly, have you ever considered your value in a post-apocalyptic world where all that mattered was your skill sets? Yes. I know you constantly consider the apocalypse, but what about after it? What What skills do you have... Or rather, what skills don't you have yet that you'd like to have? Well, I can genuinely say that if the apocalypse happened, I would be dead very, very quickly. Because I generally don't think I have much value in terms of survivability, especially to society. But, I mean, I would love, just for starters, I would love to learn those survival skills. Hmm. Like, how to survive in, like, disaster situations, or, like, when you're out in the wilderness and stuff like that. I feel like that'd be really cool and useful because, I mean, I'm expecting someday to be able to, to need them. <laughs> Yes, you'd like to be able to use every function of a tactical shovel. Not that I would like to, just that I would like to be prepared to. Yes, 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 of course. What are some other skills that you've always wanted to learn in terms of trades, making things, or different things like that? Well, I've talked a little bit about this before, but cooking is, is one of the huge ones. Because, I mean, whatever I do, I'm going to want to be good at it. But I'm, I'm, since I'm so like food-focused, cooking and baking are huge ones. Absolutely, absolutely. I, jumping off of that in terms of like sustainability and such, or being self-sustaining, rather, I have looked a little bit into like homesteading stuff before. Like, I've researched, like, raising quails and stuff, which John would never be okay with. <laughs> no. No, he but would not. They, they, re they require a lot less than chickens do. They're quieter. They grow faster. Their eggs are much smaller. But they provide more, if not comparable, protein to chicken eggs. If you eat, like, like six of them is comparable to one chicken egg, I think. 
Anyway, I have a lot of things that I like the idea of, but I am constantly wondering like if I am capable of doing those things for a long period of time. But Fair. at the same time, like I don't want to be unprepared, and I want to be able to prioritize like doing the healthy, good things for myself and the people I care about. So stuff like cooking and like growing my own stuff and just just DIYing things in general, I think would be really cool. Let's see what else in terms of like trade skills. I feel like for me, learning how to fix appliances and stuff would be really helpful because most of the time it's just John doing a large portion of all those kind of things. Cars, maybe. I'm not sure. I still have to kind of get over my like fear of driving. But yeah, it it you should probably drive a little bit before you start trying to diagnose issues with a car. Yeah, for those of you who are not aware, I haven't been behind the wheel in two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, three closer to three years at this point. My family, when I was a kid, could not afford driving school for me, and I've since taken some lessons. But the only times I was able to get behind the wheel was when it was dark out and essentially I was not getting any practice in between lessons and I was nowhere near close to getting my road test done. So really the only person who can teach me is John and I do not feel comfortable being behind the wheel of his car. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I work from home, and when I'm not working from home, we work in the same town. So we carpool a lot anyway. Yeah. Joe. Yes. What are you looking into? So, things that I've always wanted to do, I've mentioned before that I want to try pursuing blacksmithing again. I need to try and contact Nora about that. I have, I, I, I own two different welders, and I've not gotten around to properly using either of them yet. So I do need to do that. I, Sorry, welders for like like welders, like steel welders, like oh okay. Like I I own you, a what? flux welder and I own a stick a stick welder. Cool. What would you use that for exactly? Oh, welding. Yes, but what would you <laughs> weld? Steel. Uh, I want to be able to make my own like fixtures for things. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things I want to be able to make. The initial things I'd probably make would be, like, a steel table that I could better set some of my tools into. I recently at work cut out a shelf bracket that has a lion design cut into the side of it, and I'd like to, after uh, bending, or technically breaking the ends on it, I'd like to be able to weld them together to make it more solid before I mount it. I'd like to properly learn to set gemstones and cut gemstones. I've soft set a whole bunch of rough gemstones in the past using rope and leather, but I've never properly set them. That's something I've always wanted to do. More like dedicated lapidary work instead of some of the more light lapidary work I've done in the past. I've never done any kind of embroidery, and yet I very, very much want to look into... I don't know the name of it. There's a very particular type of embroidery that uses gold wire. It's one oh, that cool. there's like a handful of people in the world that still know that skill. And I met one of them at a con a while ago. That's cool. Yeah. she She's like one of the top three seamstresses in the world or something according to an international competition she'd been at. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. I've always wanted 
to cast things in brass and bronze especially aluminum would be fine aluminum would be kind of cool because then i could recycle different aluminum scraps in order to cast true mm -hmm. or alu bronze aluminum and brass and it would be especially cool because i can just 3d print a master for what i want to cast make a mold out of the 3d print and then just pour the cast into that and i could fully design it like that the problem is pretty much the same problem as i have with blacksmithing right now which is i cannot have anything at those kind of temperatures at my parents house yeah it'll disturb the neighbors so you mentioning all the stuff that you want to do and all the stuff that i want to do and i mentioned it a little bit earlier but like let's talk about balance for a second okay how how would we plan to balance all of the stuff that we would we would want to learn how to do like if i mean theoretically speaking the stuff that we want to prioritize or learn would become part of our everyday lives correct or how do you how do you think of that kind of thing when you think about learning stuff i don't really view it as something that would necessarily be a part of my everyday life it's something that i would like to be able to do but it wouldn't necessarily factor in every day i'm not gonna be casting something every day once i know how to cast it's something that maybe every couple of months i'd be like oh i need that in this i can cast that it's just a skill that i'd like to be able to have at least a base understanding of so if i need to do it i can that's fair for me with um with my skills i guess a lot of it a lot of it is kind of like a when it comes in handy i would like to be able to do this but a lot of my other skills that i want to develop are unfortunately habits that either need to be or should be part of my everyday life Exercise, for example, like a any kind of self-care in general that doesn't involve putting on pajama pants and a shirt and brushing my hair and showering. I'm absolutely terrible at. Yes. Agreed. Same. <laughs> I'm not that great at doing those. I'm not someone that forms habits all that easily. And I, I think I think part of that for us is like i i do not have adhd hmm. but i have so i much have else. what yeah i have so <laughs> much else that uh, essentially mimics the symptoms of adhd so i can relate a lot to what you're saying mm -hmm. and I, I wouldn't be surprised if people with adhd have other things on top of that that are contributing to those issues oh certainly it, like it wouldn't surprise me if you do i know john does but regardless it, it's just very very difficult to be consistent and consistency for me is just so important when it comes to to doing like to make little changes you know mm -hmm. and that's what makes it difficult because even making the little changes like i can do those things i can do certain things for a couple of weeks and then it'll just go off the rails again and i'll i will feel like i have to start from scratch yes. and i don't i i it's one of those things where i get so hard on myself because it's like i don't know why i can't just do this you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i i want to be where other people are and i want to be able to do those things but i feel like i can't yep. because for one there's so much else that is not necessarily in the way of those things but are competing priorities for those things mm. and number two 
there's the energy factor and oh, and number three it's just the i guess the the doing of it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i you've made a joke before about me basically being your personal secretary to remind you to do stuff but that's what you need to be able to get stuff done i don't really know what works for me you know mm-hmm. well let's think of some examples i know fairly recently you changed your conditioning style for, i don't know what that means for, for your hair oh okay so that i had to change again oh for, for starters people who aren't aware for many 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 years i did not condition my hair period like at all and several people that i know are shocked when they hear that because they've always been taught you know always you know shampoo condition repeat whatever don't always don't always go on what i was saying not always not always go on though Um, it depends on your hair type, too. Yes. And I am still kind of figuring out how I'm supposed to be treating my hair. Oh, I'm I'm staring at my supplements right now that I haven't taken, even though they've been on the kitchen table where I can see them, because that's one trick I've been trying to use to get myself to take them every day, which I haven't been doing. But one of those things is biotin, because biotin is supposed to help with, like, thickening your hair, and one of the symptoms of the condition I have, PCOS, is basically thinning of your hair, like male pattern baldness, basically. So my hair has gone from uh, being a lot thicker when I was younger, or at least having a lot more of it, to being very thin and brittle and getting everywhere. So like I said, I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with that. So I have been using conditioner a lot more. It has been helping. Recently, I've been changing it to condition every other wash (laughs) i did not realize we were going to be going in this direction for this it seems to be it seems to be working okay awesome yeah i i haven't seen you much lately so i can't really say offhand but i know short i know in the weeks following you starting a condition it looked markedly better thanks (laughs) uh i have i do have i do have frizz problems in certain areas of my hair, mainly the front where the bangs used to be, that it drives me fucking nuts because I feel like my hair looks like shit even if it doesn't. It it used to be that, because Joe used to drive me to work every day, that was three years ago now, Mm -hmm. so Joe has seen my hair at at its worst. Uh, like, just got out of bed and showered and haven't brushed my hair out yet because my hair is wet, so you're not supposed to brush it when it's wet, kind of, thing. So, at least we can say that the conditioning is working. <laughs> it is. Self-care specifically, and doing doing the things that you need to do to get to where you want to be in life, is so very difficult mm-hmm. for what feels like the stupidest of reasons. And nobody ever really tells you that. And I feel like nobody ever really prepares you for that when you're younger. I don't know. It's frustrating. And I don't know. <laughs> I just hate life, I guess. <laughs> That's the message for today, mm-hmm. kids. Yes, yes I'm, I'm sure it is. Hate life, die. So, Joe... What's something for you that's kind of been going well recently that's been a little bit more towards, like, you taking care of yourself a little better or doing something new that you're proud of? It could be anything. Well, one thing I've been a lot better at is I've been getting a bit better at hydration. Good! There is 
Now, anyone who watches videos on TikTok or watches a TikTok compilations on YouTube might have seen this person who has a rather large throat and chin, tends to wear very, very tiny glasses, and says something along the lines of, I can't talk right now, I'm making piss, and then proceeds to drink usually between half a gallon and a full gallon of water in I a matter of seconds. I have not seen that, but I, but I believe it exists, and I'm slightly horrified. Like, he fully emptied a Brita into his mouth in one of them. Like, uh... so because of that, and because I was going, huh, how do you do that? One thing I saw is having a glass with a wider brim helps you drink more water. And I'm very bad at drinking a lot of water. So I've been daily using my Wild Bill's quarter gallon triple barrel mug to, uh, just as my normal drinking glass. I was just about to mention Wild Bill's because I've also kind of been doing that recently. Mm -hmm. Because for me, like, eight ounce, like, eight, eight ounce cups of water that just feels like too much because it's like I don't want to have to get up eight times a day. Mm -hmm. Like, but that's like while I'm while I'm working, which is why the wild bills are great. Yeah, that's like three mugs. Full, full, exactly four of those a day, and I'm set. Mm -hmm. You know. And what I've been and doing twenty ounce mugs, so they're not bad. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And what I've been doing with that is as well is you know my water jug. Yes, I do know your giant I water jug. I have a gallon water jug. I am someone that. For instance, if I drink from something and then it sits for a day, I will not drink from it without fully deep cleaning it. Gotcha, okay. And that includes the water jug. So what I've been doing is just using the water jug as storage to refill the Wild Bill's mug because it holds four fills of it. Okay, that's cool. So I can go like two days without having to go run downstairs to refill water. Which is great for you in your current situation. With Speaking a, of survival Oh, skills. especially tomorrow when the floors are fully being lacquered in the front half of the house. So the only place I'll have access to is my room uh, via jumping over the entryway from the door to the staircase. Wow. But I have a gallon jug of water. Uh, sorry, audience, if this is sonically unpleasant. I have a gallon jug of water. God, that absolutely saturated everything. <laughs> oh, my heart just broke a little. Oh my god. I'm, I'll am i take a picture of that for you to put on the Instagram or something. That's... Please do. That's, a, um, that's like a quarter of a second. That's just solidly filled in the waveform. Anyway, I have I have that, um, so I've been filling that, and I because I'm using the wider brim glass, I'm actually able to in, like, a single sitting like, without taking a breath, drink like, 20 ounces of water, apparently. Good for you. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that accomplishment. It's hydration. It's time efficient. So, what you're saying is your body is storage space. Don't say that. If if you call my body storage space, I'll never lose weight. You know how obsessed I am with storage space. It, no, no, no. If you would just have to think about it as storage space for like good, like healthy food. The problem is, I have so much storage space. So if I fill one thing, I'll help. I can put overflow storage into something else. So. <laughs> When my mozzarella stick plate gets overfilled, I can store extra mozzarella sticks in my stomach. 
God, even okay. that saturated the microphone. Okay, okay, okay. So here's the thing, though, right? Yes. Your body might be storage space, but it's also a temple, so only holy things Donuts. Go, in, go in that space. So Donuts, not mozzarella sticks. Understood. Donuts. No, no. <laughs> Donuts, waffle no. fries. I'm talking. I'm talking bagels. like carrots and veggies, like things of the earth, the shit that's good for you. And the cats that I wanted that I sent you were just adopted. Oh no. Yep. Not uh, Dante. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was such so, a good name for a cat. It, it is. Oh. So, audience. Um, John and I have been looking to adopt a pair of cats over the past couple of months, and we sent in an inquiry last night, and I just found out via Petfinder that the pair of white and black Siamese brothers that we wanted had now just become unavailable, so that sucks. <laughs> but it's okay, they're going to a good home, and that makes it worth it. Mm. And we'll keep looking. So, while you've been hunting down those cats... What else have you been up to lately? Any cool things you've been making? Oh, right. Sorry, audience. This is the uh, creative corner. Not a creative name. It's what we got for now. Yes. So I've actually been getting really into creating conlangs recently, which are, for those of you who don't know, a conlang is a constructed language or a essentially a fake language often used in works of creative fiction like Dothraki or name one, honestly. There's a ton of them in Star Trek. <laughs> yes, there are. Like Klingon. <laughs> mm -hmm. For example, it took me a minute to remember any of them. So uh, I have a generator called, I believe it's pronounced Gulgarlang, where for 25 bucks, you can generate a custom language that gives you about 4,000 words and you can add more. Uh, it gives you grammar rules, conjugation for like verbs, nouns, prefixes, suffixes, and it's just really cool. And I made a whole bunch of conlangs or the proto languages based on the phonology or the sounds of certain languages for a fantasy writing project that I am developing the world of so I made one called Sukhizian that is based on the phonology of French, Greek, and Gaulish verbs. Hmm. And then I made another for a group of people I am currently calling the Sali that was based on a little bit of Greek, the sounds, the sounds of a little bit of uh, Greek, and the Romani language which also has a lot of influences from other languages. So those may or may not be put into any written version for whatever I turn this idea into, which, and the impetus for this came from uh, an event called WriteOnCon that I attended a couple of weeks ago. It's an online writing convention, and they had a panel on fanfiction and turning fanfiction into original works and uh, I talked about retellings and stuff like that. I used to write fanfiction. I had a fanfiction of Legend of Zelda, which I was very proud of but never finished. I got about 30,000 words into it, but never finished it. And because of that conference, I am considering at some point trying to rewrite it to make it more original and create an original no novel from it. And the reason why that would work in the first place is because it was an Ocarina of Time retelling from the perspective of a Gerudo girl. 
<laughs> which is it is an angle that you don't see a lot of. So I'm hoping that with it's gonna depend on where a lot of the world building goes, because I I'm really was trying to go all out and think of think out of the box with certain things in the world building and the types of fantasy races that are included. So uh, it's a little bit it's a little bit ridiculous. A lot of bit exciting and a whole bunch of uh, languages. So I'm excited and I have no real idea what I'm going to be doing other than that. And that's on top of wedding planning, video editing, video recording, doing podcasts, writing two books, and trying to not die. <laughs> yes, that last one is very important. Yes. And contradictory yes. to an earlier statement. But. That was a joke. I know. <laughs> so, questions for you. Yes. First question. I will need you to send me the link for that. It, what, is it that cost per language, or is it that cost overall, and you just have access to it, or is it subscription? Twenty-five bucks for a pro license. Okay. And done. Send Thank it to you. you. Because you're welcome. It is so worth it. It is so worth it. Do you realize my, how my much you have now ruined me for my campaign? I am so looking forward to like you realize i'm yeah, gonna have to, to speak in those <laughs> yes i i intend for stuff that i need to do to try and like learn parts of those languages you have no idea how difficult it has been for me to try and learn the ipa symbols and what they mean and how they're pronounced but it's gotten to a point now where reading the ipa translations is a little bit easier than yes. to read the written out words hmm so that's cool. That is cool. I should probably yes. say we're not sponsored. No, we are not <laughs> sponsored. But, uh, but hey. if you're interested in if you're interested in making your own language, check out vulgarlang.com. All of the all of the languages that you generate are commercially usable by you. That Excellent. was passive voice, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Thank thank you once again, English major. As for what I've been up to lately, I mentioned that I had made that I'd cut out that bookshelf bracket that has a lion in it. That's pretty neat. So during the renovations, um, my family's cat has been having a pretty rough time with things being moved. Yes. He oh is scared of everything on a good day. And we have furniture that's been being moved around lately, which has had him rather stressed out. So I'm planning once everything is finished, everything's back in their new spots to make a kind of cat tower hutch for him it will that will stand next to the couch the top the bottom of it would be where his bed usually is so his bed would be able to sit inside and he'd have a bit of an enclosure because i know he feels a lot safer like that and the elevated part would be a little bit higher than the back of the couch which he would occasionally sit on so he could lay on that or walk along it to a part that would fold out and lock onto the windowsill there so he could sit in the window which would be wonderful for him because cats typically need as far as my research goes higher spaces to feel like they kind of own the space and be more confident in their environment, especially if they have trauma or anxiety, mm. which I'm sure your cat has both of. He has. I, I feel him on a spiritual level, and I just want the best for him, because mm -hmm. he's such a sweet boy. In his particular situation, I would it, it, it's going to be about three feet off the ground, which for him I think is high enough, because the longest... Far, the farthest and highest I've ever seen him jump is much less than that. <laughs> and the one time he did jump that far, he 
was not happy with the results of the jump. Oh no, did he fall? No, he landed it. I will not specify any further because I know at least one listener who could be triggered by anything further than that. Gotcha, okay. So the, the three feet will be enough and the walls of it, it is going to be just base, top, four pillars on the corners and then woven between those pillars for sidewalls and a back wall, I'm going to take sizal rope. I know that sizal rug and sizal fabric is something that long-term can be better as a scratching post than rope can be because it would soften up over time. But the way Patrick scratches on things tends to be on the ground and in corners between a post and the ground. So I don't expect him to actually scratch on this too much, but I, I want it to be a material that he can scratch up without it really showing incredible signs of damage because it also has to fit with... Uh, my parents' aesthetic choices. But I'm thinking the top of it, I can probably either line with sizal rug or make a modular cover at it with sizal rug on it that would clip into place on top of it down the line. So if he does scratch there, he has the sizal rug to scratch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's going to be so cute when it's done. It will be. Just got to hope he uses it. <laughs> yeah. How long do you think your parents would uh, would give you before they like, take it down? Maybe a month. Okay, that's, um, and I mean, he, he doesn't really react much to catnip, right? He will get near it. He'll investigate the area, so I could probably get him to go in the hutch with catnip. Mm -hmm. He's never scratched something because of catnip. Mm -hmm. Does he, um, I mean, does he like treats? I am not certain on how he reacts to treats. I know he is okay. a big fan of salmon pate, because that's okay. how we give him his medication. <laughs> okay, good to know. that. I mean, that might be something you can use to try and get him to yeah. explore the area mm -hmm. a little bit. But yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this has uh, become a little bit of the cat corner, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to be talking a lot about cats myself as our search continues. Yes, and um, John has gone almost a full 180 to now wanting two cats, was it? Yes, so originally we weren't even going to think about adopting any pets until after we were, we were married. But then COVID happened, and our wedding got pushed back a year. And even now as it is, we're really hoping that we don't have to do that again, because our wedding venue is still... 20 people maximum mm. which would suck <laughs> but we have our we're, we're still working on you know planning everything and doing everything that we need, need to do for that as if we're going to go off without a hitch but we really don't know what the world is going to be like uh in october when we get married but i know john does not at all want to wait another year and neither do i frankly but the pet thing had more to do i think with us being able to take care of ourselves and settle into our new environment because we moved last year we've been living together for it'll be it'll be a year in may which is crazy and this has been some of the best months of my life <laughs> ironically Re recently yeah so we it took a while because i didn't want to i didn't want to push the issue and i started wanting a cat fairly quickly into working from home a lot because it's very it feels very isolating and it's just like i just I just want company. But I didn't want to push the issue with John because I knew he wasn't ready. And then a breeder I've been following on Facebook started breeding again, Devin Rexes. And so I showed them to John and he's like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but go ahead and put in an application for us. And I was over the moon. And then long story short, recently, b because trying to get two cats will put us up higher on the list for getting the Devons, we 
discussed trying to get two cats because two cats is better. It's better for the cats and it's, I mean, it's better for us as well, I think, because there's more energy and we would basically each have one. And John kind of came to the conclusion that he, yes, he did want two, but two is his absolute hard limit, which <laughs> is totally fine with me because if I continue to work from home past rollout of the vaccine, and that's another reason why uh, it's good to have two so they can keep each other company mm -hmm. if I do go back to work in the office. It, but if I continue to work from home, I'm going to be with them all day <laughs> and I wouldn't want more than two. But it's it does feel like a, a complete 180 at this point. Mm -hmm. So we're looking into trying to adopt from a breeder, but we also have been looking into cats from shelters, specifically cats that are being adopted in pairs, which typically have a harder time being adopted out, maybe less so now because COVID and the demand for pets is really, really high because everyone is stuck at home. But that's our journey <laughs> so far. And yesterday, again, we, we put in an inquiry for a couple of Siamese mixes and they uh, it's a no-go with them, but that's okay. This is a long and arduous process, so I'll let y'all know how that goes. <laughs> All right, so we got those. We are starting to run a little low on time, so I don't think we'll get fully into the other group of skills that I was going to go into. If you if you wanna if you wanna go into it, go into it. Well, I was I was going to I was going it. to briefly touch on it. Go for it. it it's yeah. it's something that we can go for it, that we'll go further into in the future because there there's plenty that we'll realize we want to learn as we come across it. So I'm sure we'll have another episode like this at some point in the future. True. But skills that aren't so much taking care of yourself and aren't so much like hands-on trade skills things like finance how's your stock portfolio look molly for instance uh what stock portfolio exactly same and dogecoin's been all the rage recently and i haven't really heard much about that in almost like seven years since my roommate in college got me into it and i mined it for a little bit of time i was not as successful as he was he made like he fully paid for his school books with dogecoin shit really yeah have you ever mined cryptocurrency molly i have not i am apparently blatantly ignorant about the subject hmm. because i tend to think as cryptocurrency i think based on societal reaction to it and not really looking into it much myself i think i tend to look at it as something not to be relied on or as kind of a joke when that's not necessary the case it sounds like it i mean it's it's a market that ebbs and flows kind of like stock market does it's yeah. a, maybe a little bit less reliable than the stock market but it's something that moves like that and it's also just weird enough of a thing that you can be like my prior roommate where he got like a 200 dollar dogecoin just gift off the bat that he started with mm -hmm. because he was in a cryptocurrency chat room and someone was talking about how much they'd made so far. And someone was just like, hey, can I get some of that? And he's like, no. And my roommate went, hey, yeah, cool. That's probably a good choice. What about me, though? Can I have some of that? And the guy went, you know, I like that joke. And gave him $200 of it. Wow. <laughs> That's nuts. I, I, I think, I mean, I, I did invest in Acorn for a while. So did I. 
Yeah, I looked into investing with Robinhood. That's, I mean, I've been out of that for, for a while. I've not tried with Robinhood, God. Yeah, based, based, based on current events, I that wish. may have been a good choice. Well, I never actually invested with them. I I just was, like, starting to do basic, basic research. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think for me, and I, I mean, I have a 401k as well, which has, like, stock options attached to it. But other than that, I think for me, the whole, like, stock market thing... It's just, I'm such a risk-averse person mm. that I don't even really want to touch that kind of thing with a 10-foot pole, even though it might be a good idea. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, I don't know, you know? <laughs> God, 401k is another thing, because that's not something I have access to. Not yet. I need to look into stuff like that. Well, even once I'm full-time, my job is UK-based, so that's not one of the benefits they provide. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, but that is, I, I I, could be totally wrong, but you might be able to set up a private one. That, that's my understanding. I, I just have no idea where to look for that, so I'll have to look into me, that at some point. Me either, point. or like a, a Roth IRA or something like mm-hmm. that. For me, that is one of the benefits for the past couple of jobs that I have, that I've been lucky enough to have. And I'm somehow, as of the last time I checked, on track for retirement which i mean i i guess that's a that's a good thing nice that's one thing i don't have to worry about currently so that's good Mm -hmm. yes it is (laughs) i'm i'm so glad that our audience is getting just a full dose of how i actually think (laughs) yep unfiltered yeah i'm so i'm so sorry don't let my negativity get y'all down it's it's seriously not worth it. Well, hey, it's fine. It's it's like some viewers we might have or might have in the future probably feel. It's, it's probably what they would like. 100% pure, unfiltered Molly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am drugs, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just a bad trip. <laughs> All right, so... Across the different things we've gone over today, what are some things you'd like to show us learning on the channel? Anything that really popped up in your mind from what we've talked about today? That is a really good question. So we've talked about doing a lot more stuff from our desktops, which Mm -hmm. I totally agree with. John is a saint and cleaned our office, so it will look nicer when I stream and record now. Nice. Uh, And also, it was was getting, like, super cluttered for him, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Uh, is the so closet door nice... closed now, or...? It is closed now. Oh, nice. Like, everything is packed away and closed. Mm-hmm. I took a four-hour nap while he was with me in the <laughs> office today. Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> and I feel really bad. Mm-hmm. In terms of stuff that I would like to see us do on the channel and learn on the channel, I think doing videos about self-care and what we like and don't like about certain self-care practices and like our our learning journey towards being better to ourselves. Oh, interesting. I think is is going to be a very important key point of the channel because I mean, Factotum project being kind of a jack of all trades, we first and foremost have to be able to take care of ourselves. We can't always rely on other people to fill in the gaps that we have. Yeah, yeah. J- Jack needs to be alive in order to learn the trades. Exactly. And then I feel like once we get to other stuff, like, because I, I know we've talked about like doing gaming stuff previously, mm-hmm. like making games previously, like other creative things, I think, you know, now that I think about it, maybe niching down a little bit more and then we can branch out and do the more art- artistic things that fulfill other parts of us. Yeah, after, after that we can film ourselves building a stock portfolio and we can see Nick what happens <laughs> we can see what happens if you have a welder in your hand. I would not trust me around 
fire, blades, or open flames. Well, hey, lucky for you, none of the three of those are present with a welder. Great. It is just a very, very, very high voltage and high amperage current electricity. You know, I'm into that. That's fine. <laughs> Crazy. Yes, I know. That's the joke. Uh, an emphasis on joke by the way. Hmm. So, yeah. I feel like, okay, real talk, something that's kind of been bothering me lately is the kind of attitude that a lot of people have around me doing certain things, specifically things that I have never done before or don't know how to do. Oh? Because I feel like a lot of people react with an extraordinary amount of caution to the point where they will take those things away from me. And that's a little bit bothersome sometimes because it's like, oh, you don't trust me to be able to to do the things that I want to be able to do. And while yes, th that's it's certainly easier for me. I've spent most of my life being in that kind of environment and it's not fair to the other person to have to do that, to feel like they have to do that for me. Mm. And it's not fair to me either because I'm an adult and I should be able to like learn to to do those things, you know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I want people to be able to feel like they can trust me to handle certain things. Mm -hmm. So when I say like, oh, I wouldn't trust me around XYZ thing, that's more a reflection of my my own nerves, I think, than it is a lack of ability to do things. Because I, while I might not have the ability to do certain things, it's just because I'm, I would be new at them, not because I am inherently incapable of doing them. Okay, cool. Force the welder in your hand. Got it. <laughs> I can do Just that. Sh show me how to show me how to do that first, mm -hmm. and take it slowly, mm -hmm. and then we'll we'll get there. Mm -hmm. I'll just be terrified the entire time. But I'm I'm kind of like that anyway. <laughs> so. And hey, by the end you'll be shocked either way. Great, as long as I don't die mm -hmm. or have to go to the hospital, I I'm fine. Like it's called a what what is it immersion therapy God. for uh, <laughs> shock therapy. That might be. <sighs> Yeah, so we've got plenty to think about, plenty we want to show you in the future. Molly, if you would. We'll be in touch. This has been the Learner's Permit Podcast, available wherever fine podcasts are appreciated. Learner's Permit is the companion podcast to The Factotum Project, which can be found on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram under The Factotum Project. Thanks for listening, and we'll be in touch.